Hello, I'm Eleanor Warner, an online health and fitness coach, making it easier for women like you to sift through the good, the bad, and the bullshit that you're seeing online. I've spent years coaching hundreds of women to their best physique without sacrificing their social life, their favorite foods, or their mental health. Prepare yourself for a new way of thinking, because if you're here, I know you're looking for answers. Welcome to the Coach by L podcast. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode. I'm so excited. Thank you so much, guys, for like just like the outpour of love and support on the launch of the podcast. It was a little secret project. And the reason that it was kind of kept a little bit hush hush is because I didn't know if I would actually go through with it. <laughs> to be honest, I was like, I was, I was a little bit nervous about it, but just all of the support and like, I got so many messages, so many people shared it. So many people reached out to me to let me know that they enjoyed it and that they were so happy that I was now doing a podcast. So I appreciate that so much. And it just, it really affirms that I made the right decision and just going for it and doing it. So super happy to be here super happy to be back and recording another episode. I obviously love to chat shit. Like I love to talk. So this is just such a good platform for me to be able to do that. Right. So I know that this journey, this health and fitness journey can be so hard, right? It can be so confusing. It can be so isolating. So yeah, thank you so much for wanting to listen to me talk and ramble on, but keep messaging me, keep giving me feedback, keep letting me know what type of topics you want to hear, what type of episodes you would like to hear, what type of guests you'd like to have on, just anything that you want to know about, any suggestions that you have, I am totally all ears, right? So in today's episode, I am going to be talking about things that I've changed my mind about since I started coaching. So things that I've kind of done a little bit of a 180, bit of a backtrack, changed my mind about. So for those of you who don't know, I used to have a business with my partner, Sugden Impact, and this was a pretty, pretty similar. It was an online health and fitness coaching business. I just used to do it with, with my partner and we both did it. He did the training programs. I did the nutrition and, you know, the kind of the behind the scenes stuff basically. And this started almost exactly four years ago now, pretty much to the day. And in that four years, I have had the absolute privilege of working with so many incredible people, a lot of people. And with time, comes experience and oh my fucking God, guys, have I learned so much over the years. If you are looking for a coach, try your best to go with someone who has experience. Now, it's hard for me to say that because I also started from the bottom. I also started from scratch once upon a time. I understand how difficult it is to get your foot in the door and to build a business like this. And yeah, I understand that we all start somewhere. So I don't mean to drag people away from new coaches or new personal trainers who are just trying to learn and, you know, trying to find their feet. But at the end of the day, if you are here and you are listening to this, it's because you want my truth and my opinion, basically. And my truth and my opinion is that I knew pretty much nothing when I started. I thought I did. I thought I had all of the answers. And at the time, I truly believed that I did think and know everything that I had to know because I was fresh out of my certifications and I was just, I was ready to grab it with both hands. I was ready to share all my knowledge with the world. And I just thought that I knew everything. So 
My certifications basically just the same with anything. They teach you the basics, but we all know that experience is totally unmatched when it comes to experience and qualifications. I used to kind of lean towards qualifications. I mean, it depends what type of industry we're talking about. Please don't be going to any unqualified doctor or anything like that. But I definitely tend to lean towards experience rather than asking for a piece of paper. But anyway, so basically the certifications taught me how to like calculate macros and do a squat and how to do a deadlift and like pre-screening forms and all that sort of stuff but what they didn't really teach me was about working with people to be honest like actual coaching that's that's the thing that i think is lacking in these in these certifications and in these qualifications the online spaces definitely taken off since COVID. And I really do hope that courses and certifications can keep up with that and start offering some sort of like a coaching support and yeah, like how to work with actual humans, not just how to use a TDE calculator basically. And if you don't know what that is, that's okay because you're not supposed to, right? That's kind of gatekeeped by the fitness community. And if I'm totally honest, if you came to me when I first started and you already knew how to calculate your TDE, which is your total daily energy expenditure, you probably wouldn't have needed me. It would have made me very, very nervous because it was pretty much anything I knew how to do. So for a lot of new coaches, if you know how to do that, you're already taking away their job. And if you don't know what that is, again, don't worry, you're not supposed to. But of course, I will break that down for you very soon. I will create an episode soon on it. I'm sure of it. If you're wanting to know what it is now, send me a DM, happy to help or Google it. It'll it'll give you a hand with like creating macros and stuff like that or calculating your macros. So Anyway, slight tangent. <laughs> if you know me, then you know I am the tangent queen, especially my clients doing group coaching calls with me. We love a good tangent. But basically, everybody is different and the same knowledge that we learn and the same things that we learn from these courses are not always going to apply to everybody. It's not just going to be a matter of copy and paste, right? Everybody has a different method of communication. Everybody learns differently. Everybody soaks up information in a really different way. And at the beginning, I knew nothing about that. And I actually remember one of my clients who wanted to stop tracking macros. And although in my head, I was like super supportive of her doing that. And I wanted her to do that. I remember thinking, well, fuck, like I have no idea how to help her now because that was pretty much the only thing I knew how to do was calculate macros and adjust macros. Like I didn't really know how to help her in terms of her behaviors. It wasn't something I even thought about. I just automatically thought, well, I guess she's going to have to quit coaching because I don't know how to help her. Even though, like I said, I knew it was the right decision for her where she was at in her life. And I will touch on that later in this episode. But yeah, just just crazy how like everybody's so different and we we learn such different things and how like our qualifications don't always prepare us for how things are going to pan out down the track and during our career. So yeah, but Anyway, so fast forward, right, quite a few years, quite a few, you know, hundred clients later, I've definitely nailed that. I don't track my food. So I would be, it would be quite ingenuine of me to act like that is the only way for you to see results, right? So there's so many strategies that I have up my sleeve and I'm really fucking good at being able to pinpoint exactly which strategy is going to benefit 
each of my clients. I'm pretty good at being able to pick apart and decide, yep, I think this is going to work for you. And more often than not, it does work. So let's jump into, I guess, the things that I have changed my mind about. And the first one, which you can probably guess because I've already been talking about it, is that you do not actually have to track your macros. I used to think that this was the only way And like I've already mentioned, I didn't even know how to coach somebody if they weren't tracking their food. If I didn't know what you were eating, I didn't know how to adjust your plan to make sure that you were still making progress. That would scare the shit out of me because I started to, you know, as as we went, I started to think about myself and my own personal experiences. And I was kind of like, well, I don't even like tracking macros. So like, it doesn't really make sense that I expect all, all of them to track macros. Like, but what do we do now sort of thing? So I had to try and find another way. It wasn't something, macro tracking wasn't something that I would do every day. And to be honest, I don't do it at all now. So I just kind of started using myself as a guinea pig, basically. And this is what I do for every single element of my programs now. Instead of just listing inclusions, I just ask myself, what would have been helpful for me if and when I was in that position. So because of that thinking and because of that prompting, I now have endless amounts of options within my programs, lots of different strategies that we can use, lots of different protocols that people can choose from based off my guidance and my advice, basically. Um, I'm still a firm believer that you should know and understand macros and calories because Knowledge is power. And once you know it, you understand it. You have that for life. That's not going away. That's going to be sitting in your brain. And at any time you want to use that information, you can. Okay. I understand how annoying and how difficult it is when you're trying to diet, but you don't know what you should be eating, how much you should be eating. There's nothing more infuriating than that. And you feel so restricted. So this is why I am a huge believer in people knowing and understanding nutrition, even if you are not tracking, right? And if you have tracked before, and if you have been tracking for say more than six months, you probably know quite a lot of that automatically. And I could almost guarantee that if you took a few days off tracking, or if you decided to just eat for a day as normal or eat what you wanted, and then you put it in the app later on that afternoon or later on that night, I can pretty much guarantee that you're going to hit your targets or you're going to be pretty fucking close. Like you're not, you're not going to be far off because you kind of, you, you just start to guess and you start to know, and it's just in the back of your mind and you do it without even thinking. You're kind of like, okay, yeah, that looks like about hundred grams of chicken breast. And then you're halfway through the day and you think, oh, I haven't really had much protein today. Maybe I should have some protein in my lunch, or I'm going to go train this afternoon. So I need to have some carbs before I train. You get really good at just knowing what you need. So if you've done it for a few months, that's, that's my challenge to you, to you take a day off, see how close you get. Now, macro tracking is a tool. It's not a necessity. If you want to enter a reverse dieting phase or a cutting phase and you're wanting to be accurate, this is when we will use that tool. If you are just maintaining or you're starting out, you're wanting to work on just improving your lifestyle, your daily habits, it's probably not necessary straight away. You can still learn about it, but you probably don't need to jump straight into tracking immediately. If you're somebody who's not even really eating a piece of fruit a day or vegetables or some water, if that's you and where you're sitting, you probably don't need to jump straight into macro tracking. You probably just need to start there and just work your way up. 
So the second thing that I have changed my mind on is meal plans. Now, I used to think that meal plans were such a waste of my time. I wanted my clients to have flexibility and not feel trapped into eating just one thing. And that I still believe. But truthfully, having a no meal plan policy was just lazy coaching on my behalf, if I'm honest. I didn't want to write meal plans. I didn't enjoy writing meal plans. I thought that they were for people who were just looking for a quick fix, someone who didn't give a shit about learning anything, didn't care about long-term results, just wanted someone else to do it for them, essentially. Something that they could stick to so that they can lose some weight, blah, 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 and then go off it, right? I also knew that after a few days, they would likely get bored and just not follow it anymore anyway, and then be right back at square one. So yeah, a waste of my time. So now, Fast forward, I am a huge advocate for meal plans when they're necessary, especially for my functional health clients who are having hormonal issues or gut health issues. It's really important to control the controllable. And sometimes for functional health, I won't lie, meal plans can be quite restrictive in in terms of the foods that you can eat. But it is a necessary evil. And if you're struggling with things like weight loss resistance, bloating, acne, digestive issues, there's probably something going on there. And there's definitely something that we can do from a nutrition standpoint to help. So we do in the form of a meal plan. So even if one of my clients has, say, a really busy week coming up, I want to take that off their plate. I don't want them having to worry about choosing what to eat, wondering if it's going to fit within their target, spending time that they truly don't have during that week on my fitness pal or, you know, with their scales, like weighing, tracking, trying to make everything fit in an app. And the great thing about this is that because I get to know my clients so well, I know exactly what they enjoy eating. I review a few food diary for my VIP clients every single week. So I get to know their eating patterns and their eating habits really, really well. So I already know their preferred meals. I already know how many times they're eating per day. I already know what foods and snacks they like. So creating a meal plan is easy for them. I just look at how many times a day they're eating, what foods they're lacking, and bam, we have a meal plan. It's as simple as that. So basically nothing is off the table anymore. I work with my clients to make sure that they have the best protocol they could possibly have, one that's going to result in huge amounts of success, no matter what that is. And yeah, for some people, that's going to be a meal plan. And truthfully, going back to the beginning, like what I said about how People learn in different ways and people soak up information in different ways. Sometimes a meal plan is just easier to start with until we can start to like educate and until I can start to teach you about these sorts of things and you can start to understand it. We don't want to just overwhelm you with all of the information and meal plans are a really great step in between for you to be able to get comfortable with new habits, new behaviors, this new coaching program that you're doing. And then you can slowly work towards whatever it is that you're wanting to do. We can always change. You don't have to be on meal plans forever and you won't be, but yeah, there's always, there's always room for adjustment. There's always room for changing. That's why I love customized programs so much because it really is up to you and whatever it is that you want to do in that moment. Now, the third thing that I've changed my mind on is cardio. And this might be a little bit controversial, but whatever, fuck it. Who cares? I'm saying it anyway. Now I used to be so against cardio because that's what I was taught, right? I was told cardio isn't necessary for fat loss. And it isn't. And because 
I hated doing cardio. I've never been a runner. I've never been, you know, a bike rider or anything like that. I just soaked that shit up. I was like, fuck yes. Thank you very much. I'm going to take that with me and I am going to run with it. No pun intended. So I was told it's not necessary for fat loss. And whilst it isn't, that doesn't mean that that is cardio's only purpose or it would have been cardio's only purpose if it did assist with fat loss or if it was necessary for fat loss. This is kind of like that whole, if it fits your macros phase that was so huge a couple of years ago, it's still floating around a little bit now, but not so much. And in that type type of principle, can you eat McDonald's and chocolate every single day and lose weight? Yes, you can. Should you? No, you fucking shouldn't. Be an adult. That's not what we're doing here. Like your energy levels would tank. Your body would be deprived of essential nutrients that it needs and you would begin to really suffer without even knowing it. So even though you don't need to do something or, you know, it's not required to achieve a goal doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it at all, if that makes sense. It's kind of a very, very similar thing. So whilst cardio isn't essential for fat loss, it's, it's very, very important for your heart and your lung health. Your heart and your lungs need to be trained just as much as your glutes and your biceps, probably more considering they're, you know, essential life-saving things, right? So if you want to be physically healthy and you want to be physically fit, you should be doing cardio and we should all want that. We should all want to be physically healthy and we should all want to be physically fit. And if you're doing say a building phase, this is where it can get a little bit tricky. This is where cardio is normally eliminated from the plan because you're trying to build muscle, you're trying to put on weight and cardio doesn't really assist with that goal. I don't agree with that. I think that you should still do cardio, but you should just increase your calories to make up for the calories burnt. One, who doesn't like eating extra food? Two, your heart and lungs, once again, still need to be trained, right? Like just because you're trying to build muscle, doesn't matter. Your body doesn't actually give a fuck about you building muscle or you losing three kilos before your birthday. It's an uncomfortable thing. Your body is comfortable doing what it's doing and you have to get uncomfortable in order to build muscle or to lose fat. And there's no reason for us to be neglecting our health as a result of something that's for aesthetics, you know? So cardio is a tool that we have up our sleeve for specific phases. So if you are in a dieting phase, we want to keep cardio quite low to start with so that we have room to increase it as we go and as we plateau and as that progress slows down. We don't want to start with, say, one hour of cardio every single day, because then when that progress does slow down, we need and we need to make that deficit larger. We then need to go to like an hour and a half of cardio or something ridiculous like that. So we need to be strategic with it. And this will differ person to person. And obviously I handle this case by case with my clients, but as a general rule of thumb, I am a huge advocate for cardio and just moving your body in general. This doesn't mean that you have to go for a run. Like I said, I am not a runner. You will not catch me running. And if you do enjoy the comedy show, basically, because it's probably not very pretty, but You can go for a walk. You can use the roller machine in the gym. You can go for a bike ride. You can go swimming. That is my favorite. I love swimming. But anything that you find enjoyable, just find it and just do it. Your heart and your lungs will thank you for it. And something that people don't think about is their future selves. And I don't mean five years from now. I mean 50 years from now, right? One of the biggest 
killers of people in their 60s and 70s is heart disease and lung cancer. So why would we not do our absolute best to prevent that for ourselves and just to keep ourselves healthy? And I use this as an example when it comes to training as well. Like, yes, we go to the gym to build a sexy bum, but we also go to the gym so that our bones and our muscles are strong and so that we can shower ourselves when when we're 80 and not die from a broken hip or a broken femur once we inevitably fall down the stairs that we probably can't even climb without support anyway. So these are just some things to think about. Now, those are just three things that I've changed my mind about. I can literally think of about 10 off the top of my head right now. I won't go into all of them. I'll probably do a part two because this podcast will get quite long and we don't need it to be super, super duper long, but I'll probably do a part two. But one of the biggest ones that I just want to touch on is hormones. I would scream from a rooftop if I had the opportunity back in the day to say that your hormones were not the reason that you're not losing weight. Okay. You're just eating like an asshole. You just need to eat less. Like that used to be me. I used to say stuff like that. And that is literally the biggest thing I've changed my mind on. 100% hands down, that is a full 180. And I am a full believer now just from all of the evidence that I have seen both in my own journey, but also with my clients. Weight loss resistance is a real thing. And if you are suffering with with something like endometriosis or PCOS or just insulin resistance, something like that. Yes, it is probably going to be harder for you to lose weight and you do not need people just dismissing that for you and making you feel like you're crazy and like it's all in your head and that the real reason you can't lose weight is because you can't diet or you can't stick to a deficit. And I'm so sorry. I need to, I need to apologize for that because that used to be me. And that is something that I have totally changed my mind on. So Um, I'm going to, I'm going to do a full episode on that. So I'm not going to go further into that right now, even though I really could and I really want to, but I want to get a guest expert on here to have that conversation because there's so much to be discussed about hormones and about the impacts that hormones can have on our weight loss journey. So if that is something that you're wanting to hear soon, if that's something that's relevant to you, please send me a message just so that I know to bump that up in the old list. But yeah, definitely something that I want to go into deeper because it's a topic that I am learning so much about right now. And with my functional health girls, I am just, I'm seeing it right in front of my eyes. So it is a really, really huge thing. And I cannot I cannot say it enough. It does have an impact. So don't feel like you're crazy. If you think that you are having issues like with your hormones, but you're unsure, send me a message and I will give you the step-by-step, I guess, instructions to be able to find out if that, if that is a thing for you, because for a lot of us it is, and it's just getting worse. So Like I said, there are so many other things that I can list and talk about, and I will create a part two as we go along. And were these kind of a little bit controversial, a little bit, not a whole lot perhaps, but that's me summed up basically. I'm not here to sugarcoat. I'm not here to fuck around. Your health is the most important thing that you have. If you do not have your health, nothing else matters. And I'm going to do everything I can to get that message across. I'm sure even when we have a blocked nose, we sit there and we kind of rock back and forth and we're like, I am never not taking this 
what? I am never taking advantage of not having a blocked nose ever again. I just confuse myself. But I know that you know what I mean. When you're sick and you're just like, all you can think about is the days when you weren't sick. That's what it's like. And it's going to be on a much, much larger scale. So just think of the blocked nose thing. Next thing you don't want to do cardio. Just remember that if you don't have your health, you got nothing. So Anyway, enough from me. Um, Thank you for listening to this podcast, making it to the end again. Send me a DM. Let me know what you've learned. Let me know what your thoughts are. I'm super curious to hear if there will be any changes that you are making to your life or to your daily habits based on what we have discussed today. Like I said at the start, guys, I am all ears for any topics, any guest experts that you want me to have on here, reach out to me. Happy to hear about it. Happy to talk about it. I will talk to you guys next week.